Blog Talk Radio.
Lord has to say on today. So I thank God for giving us the time and the opportunity to join up with Blog Talk, Iron Shopping Iron Ministries. It is a digital radio and um, it's internet, www, World Wide Web. And uh, we want to make sure we hear what the Lord is saying. Let's pray, and then let's get into the service. Father God, we thank you for today, O oh Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you and invite you into our service. We thank you for continuously being blessed by you, protected by you. We thank you for being our provider. We thank you for being our protector. We thank you for being our everything, O oh God. God, we thank you for this giving us the opportunity to say, Lord, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in my atmosphere. You are welcome in my life. God, I ask you right now to allow me to come before you and ask you for forgiveness of every sin, omission, commission, every sin, God, every sin that's not what you would call for me to do or say or participate in or whatever it is that's considered sin in your eyesight, in, in your spirit realm, in you, oh, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. God, I thank you for giving me that opportunity on this green earth that you have given me. I thank you for another day, oh, Lord, to come before you, to say, here I am, Lord, use me for your will, your way. God bless every ear every heart, every spirit, every soul, every person that's involved in this ministry on tonight, God, that's listening in, that's a faithful listener, everyone that's been um, willing to listen to your ministry through Smile3E and every other ministry that you have, God, you have appointed, not the self-appointed ones, not the false ones, God, but your ministry. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let them hear. Amen. Okay. So, this morning, I was up reading the Bible. And I was reading Matthew. I said, let me see what chapter 7 is talking about. I read it before, but I wanted to read it again. And then I said, well, you know what, let me see what chapter 6 is talking about read it before, but I said, let me read it. I said, let me read what chapter 5 is talking about. Yeah, I'm reading backwards. Read it before, but I'm reading it. Let me see what chapter 4. Same thing. Read it before, but I'm reading it. Go on to chapter 3, chapter 2, chapter 1, when it was telling us about the begotten, who begot this one, who begot that one, how it was 14 generations down to uh, Jesus. Okay? Then I went back and said, let me see what Chapter 8 is saying, and when I was reading Chapter 8, it kind of was pulling at my heart, you know, pulling, it's pulling at my heart. So I went over to Chapter 9 and Chapter 10 and Chapter 11 and Chapter 12 and Chapter 13, Chapter 14 and Chapter 15. So by this time, Chapter 8 is still pulling at my heart, and I said, okay, God, um, it's not I can't brush it off. But, God, what are you saying to me? 
and I just kept thinking about reading the word, how I started at seven and went back to one, then came to eight and went to fifteen. And I said, Lord, I don't know why chapter eight is still pulling on my heart. And today, tonight, this evening, as I was getting ready to do the ministry, I said, let me go over my message one more time, and uh, let me see what God is saying to me so I can share it on tonight. So when I got to the eighth chapter, I started reading, and God started ministering to me starting around when I wrote it down so I wouldn't lose it. Really around the eighth verse. Okay? But before I go there, I want to say something. I was thinking about when I first got saved, you know, when I was young and I first got saved and how excited I was about being saved and I wanted to do like the mothers, the deacons, the pastor of the church and the leaders of the church told me was go tell somebody about the good news. Go tell somebody about Jesus. I was excited about being saved. Can I be transparent? Can I be for real? I was so excited. Because, see, to be honest, I hadn't really been nowhere and hadn't really saw nothing, and I was just excited, you know. Teenager, getting ready to go to high school, and wasn't really seeing a lot of things. I'll just put it like that. Because you understand, but you're going to understand even more in a minute. And... Once I got into high school and I started watching other things and other people, and y'all know what happened. Mm, boys started telling me I was cute. I think I liked that. Mm. Yeah. I think I really liked that. So I decided uh, I still was a tomboy. You know, I still love playing sports and uh, doing flips and stuff like that, but I like the fact that boys thought I was cute. Then I found out the, the way I was built, they started telling me how I was built, and other people started telling me that, and I kind of liked that, you know. So in between all of that, liking that and hearing and listening, I began to forget about being saved. Let's see, okay, y'all ain't going to go that way because I know y'all didn't do that job, dotted every I, crossed every T, and was saved from day one. Till now, if not, I know y'all. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna help somebody else tonight. And um, I had the nerve to say to the Lord, uh, Lord, I want to go out here and see what the world is about. Uh, can you keep me? Show you how. When you listen to the devil, okay? Look, can you keep me? I'll harm you today, the devil. Well, just watch over me. But I'm gonna have a little fun. <laughs> just tell me what I say. I ain't said nobody else said it. I'm just telling you what I said. And I said, God, I'll get back to you. He said, man, I'm, 
not realizing. I had a prayer in my mouth. Not realizing I had a sanctified mama, sanctified for real, and had power in her prayers that knew how to call on the elders and call on someone that the word said if one or two touch it and how to be in the midst. Not really understanding, knowing but not understanding the power of prayer and how my mom prayed for me and my sisters and my brother and my siblings and uh, I'm with my family and cousins and stuff, how they, she and our relatives prayed for us for real, you know, not understanding. And I backslid. That's the bottom line, I backslid. And even with being out there, I made promises to my mom, my dad, myself, my sisters, my brother, just promises to our family that we wasn't going to do this. They don't have to worry about that. But not knowing that my mom, see, I know others said they prayed for us, but I know for a fact my mom, she would come into our rooms or pray over us. She would pray with us. She would walk past our room and just say, the blood of God, the Jesus, the blood of Jesus, God, I give them to you there in your hand, not, not knowing or understanding. Y'all forgive me, I get a little excited because I want you all to understand. Not really paying attention to what was going on in my life because, see, I got to the point I wanted to be about me, myself, and I. I wanted to be about enjoying myself, not realizing that I had been placed under Holy Ghost arrest from when I was in my mother's womb. Not realizing that I was living under the prayers of my grandmother and so on. That when my mom got a hold to us, she used to tell us about backsliding. So if you, you want to not believe it or understand it, I'm going to read to you Jeremiah, the third chapter, and the 14th verse. It says, Turn, O backsliding children, to the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Fifteen verse say, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. <clears throat> now, I read that to say, my mom used to minister to us about the backslide. See, she would tell us about raising up a child in the way that they should go, that when they get older, they would not depart from it. She had already instilled that into us and instilled to, and, uh, to honor thy mother and thy father, thy days shall be long on the green earth that the Lord has given thee. She had already instilled that in us. But she was instilling to us that, see, it was nothing new under the sun. And she had already told us about 
how the Bible would say, oh, ye backsliders. And she would say, well, God is married to the backslider. She said, you could either come in with one arm, one leg, one eye, one foot. Well, however you come, you're going to come in. And we would always sit there and laugh and be like, yeah, Mama, I'm going to get saved one day. She said, oh, you're going to get saved. You're going to get saved for real. She said, I just pray you don't get saved because you have to. I never understood that. But to how they say, keep living, keep living, keep living. You will understand some things. That's why I have given my testimony last year and years before, and I'm going to give it again tonight. When I got saved, again, for real, I was having the time of my life. But I had been in the streets so long, I had to pray that God changed my outcome. I had to pray that God had to do something in me so I can get back to him before it was too late. You got hear me? Before it was too late. See, I didn't want to have to go find God because I had to. I didn't want to be seeking God because I had to. I didn't want to be looking for God because, see, a lot of y'all don't say, you, know, you said seek, uh-huh, but sometimes you could be looking, but you hadn't started seeking yet because I had to. When I went looking for God, it was because I wanted to. I, I'm trying to find something that I wanted I wanted to also read. Okay. Uh, I gotta go back. I gotta go back and see where it was at. When I decided that I had marked it, but I moved my marker some kind of way. I decided that I wanted to be in God's favor. I decided that I wanted to be saved for real. I wanted to not play like I was saved. I wanted to not act like I was anything but Say what I decided. Let me turn this so I can make sure you see me. When God started talking to me, when I came back to Him, and He started showing me how good He was and He had been to me, I began to say, God. I thank you. When he started sharing how I decided I was going to ask him to watch over me when I was out here in the world, mm-hmm. when I was out here trying to be like an army soldier, 
being all I can be, doing all I can do to discover all I can discover, as well as to be discovered. Mm-hmm. See, somebody's going to hear me tonight. When we get to a place that we think we know more than God, when we get to a place that we think we know more than what we know, that's when we mess up. That's when we mess up. I'm trying to find it. If I don't find it, it's okay because I wrote some stuff down. I remember, like I said, when I first got saved, I remember how excited I was to tell people about the Lord, how good God was and how God did this for me and God did that for me and how God had always been there. And I'm saying that to say we got to get to the place where we have to be so focused on God that it's ridiculous. What I mean by ridiculous, I remember one time um, a young lady said to my cousin, and my cousin shared it with me, she said, it don't take all that. She said, that girl told me, that lady told me, it don't take all that. Well, I'm going to tell you what I found out it takes. It takes all that. Because, see, when I began to look at, one time I was riding my motorcycle, and um, they had put down a... a like a curve separated from lane to lane, but they hadn't highlighted. And I was riding my motorcycle, but I was riding it at a nice speed. And I remember changing lanes. And during this time of changing lanes, I went across this curve. Now, I didn't say on the side street. I didn't say down the block. I said on the expressway. And when I hit this curve, my bike came from under me. And I remember hitting the ground. Now, mind you, that day I had on my leather suit. And with that leather suit on, I began to slide down the expressway. Now, I want y'all to know where I was at. You know where you'd be coming through uh, 290, going around to uh, Jewtown and that curve. See, back then, when I was riding, I started riding bikes early in my teenage years what I was riding, there was a curve to separate coming down by uh, the University of Chicago wasn't there yet, and it was a curve to separate that exit to go from coming down to join the rest of us coming around to go to the south side, and I began to slide down that exit, 
around that exit, brother. And as I was sliding around that exit, there were plenty of cars. And it was so many cars that when the people saw me sliding, they began to get out of my way because I was tumbling and rolling down the expressway. And I always made a joke of it. I was sliding so hard on my one side that I got comfortable and I flipped over on the other side. Then when I got comfortable, I laid on my stomach and slid like this with my hands in the air like I was flying. Then I got, uh, that was too much, I laid on my back. But I slid. But I'm saying that to say one thing I saw. I will tell you how I was back flying. Let me show you how that bike was. The bike was in front of me, but that bike came back around and started flying behind me. Mm-hmm. And I had to dodge the cars in the bike on the expressway. Uh-huh. See, but I want to know the best part about it. I ain't even have a helmet on. Tell me God was with me. I had on a leather suit and some boots, some cute boots with that. They had a, a stiletto, stiletto heel on it. See, I was riding cute that day. But I just want to tell you how good God is because when that bike was sliding behind me, I managed to get out of his way. It wasn't so much I managed, but that's what I, the story I was telling at the time. I managed to get out of the way. But there was God getting me out of the way so that that bike, because the back wheel was still turning, because when it went down, it went down on the throttle side. That's the side of the gas, and the, it got stuck, so the bike was wide open. In other words, the foot was to the, uh, the pedal was to the metal, Okay. And that bike could have hit me and did all kind of stuff. But because God got me out the way. But I still didn't see the purpose of repenting. But I did say, God, I thank you for not letting me get hurt. (laughs) Uh, God, I thank you for not letting me getting hurt, see, and I remember how God just moved me and didn't, just did not allow me to get hurt, and I said, God, you are so good, you are so awesome that you didn't allow me to get hurt when that bike started coming behind me and hurting me. I said hurting me, potential to hurt me, because like I said, I was already sliding down the expressway. Now, that was just one time, just one time. So I, I can't find where my stuff is at. And I remember how my mom used to tell us about how Jesus used to sow seed. Well, he told a parable about a man sowing seed. And he told 
the parable about how when the man went to sow his seed, how some of the seeds fell on good ground, some fell on rocky ground, and some fell on stony ground. This is how she would tell it to us. She would say that, you know, we would be sitting there in the car listening, you know, in the house, because see, we, we had enough love and respect for our mom when she wanted to minister to us. We knew to keep our feet and not move and act like we were listening. We had to give her our undivided attention because she was teaching us and telling us something. See, remember I said she had instilled in us Exodus 20 and 12, honor thy mother and thy father, and thy days will be long on the green earth that the Lord has given thee. But see, my mama was, I mean, this was sidebar, my mom could cook. And whenever she cooked, we knew to be at home. Mm. Because we would, we had family and friends and neighbors would come over and they would get the food. My mama was a good cook. So if she had enough sense to serve us good food in the natural, we knew she would be serving us good food in the spirit. So all that to say, when she would minister to us, she told us about, she said some of the seeds, when the soil was sowing, it fell on by the wayside. And we was listening, you know. And she said some fell on the rocks and some fell in the thorns and some fell on good ground. Now, by this time, she didn't call our attention, which she knew she would. And we would say, Mom, what do you mean by good ground, wayside, and rocks? And what do you mean by that? She said, well, what you don't do is take your relationship with God for granted. She said, you got to understand and realize what, it, what and where you are. When you are the seed, he had wasted some, and you dropped some, or you're hanging around people. Are you hanging around people that are people by the wayside? You know, they go this way, go that way. I'm breaking it down how my mom would break it down to me. You know, even when I got older, she would talk to me. And she would say, you know, Renee, you have some people that just come around. they like waiting on the side, trying to hold on to you because they see something in you that you don't even realize you, you have or that's in you. They see the promise of God on your life, and you don't see it, but they're just hanging around because they try to hold on to, as she would say, your anointing or your popularity because they feel that it builds them up. She said, but once they get to the place they want to be, they don't need you no more. Ah. How many of us live to see that come true? Uh-huh, that, that was a check mark for mom. She said, in this sum that or be right there hanging around you, uh, want to be there and talking to you, they just going to fall off because they be like, I got what she got, I can do it, she do this, I can do it too. They just go on about their business. She said, you have some that's going to try to mingle in. Like me and my sister used to say, we were younger and we dressed a certain way. Uh, I'm just going to tell her, we dressed a certain way because, see, we was Pope, P.O. So we didn't have the money and the clothes that other people had, but we had imagination. We would take our daddy's suits that we knew he had in the closet, but he didn't wear no more. We would take that and we would make them fit us, as my sister said to say. We would alternate them to us, and people would say, how do y'all get these cold suits? She would have the shoulder pads in, and we would make the legs straight, and that's what we did. And... They would hang around 
because they're trying to look like you. So we noticed people started dressing like we started dressing. We took rags, not rags, material, and we made belts and we made shirts and we made all kind of stuff because, see, it wasn't because we was trying to be slick. We was trying not to look like we were supposed So we took the best of this and the best of that, and we made something work for us because we was trying to not look poor. I'm not saying fit in because me and my sister Cecilia, we had the idea because our mama made us where you go, she go, where she go, you go. We can leave the house without one another. We definitely couldn't come back without one another. So we made sure if we didn't have no friend, we had each other. That's why to this day we are still BFF. Mm. Somebody to hear me. My BFF is my sister, my blood sister. Anyway, we started noticing that people started dressing like us. Mm-hmm. And what happened is they started looking like we were all friends. Uh-huh. So those are the thorns. They try to mimic in and look like what the seed is that's being brought up. She also told us about the good ground. She said, see, now out of 10, you have a friend or you have somebody around your family members or whoever. You don't really want to be around them because they what they call a good girl. Hmm. They ain't going to do this. They ain't going to do that. They ain't going to go over here. They ain't going to go over there because it ain't no fun and they're L7 as they say, L7, you know, a square. So, you know, you had to look into those things and see, like, okay, is this really where I want to be, a L7, a square? Is that where I want to be? You don't want to hang around them. But, see, they the ones that, in other words, they knew the right from the wrong, and they know what was right. In other words, we don't take it back spiritual now. They knew the word, and they kept the word, and they applied the word, and they lived by the word, and they walked in the word, and they taught the word, and when people saw them, they saw the word. So we tried to kind of shy away from it because, see, they would tell on us because, see, we was doing our thing. But, see, I thank God because I found out my mom was our candlestick, and we had got to a point in life we didn't really this is a two part, a back part and the beginning part of uh, end up part in other words. We didn't really want people to know we came from a holy rolling family and sanctified mama, tongue speaking mom, a church that spoke in tongues, laid hands, believed in the Holy Ghost, danced in the Holy Ghost, spoke in the Holy Ghost, would break out in a praise just because God had touched me. Not because the music was playing or Something was, uh, songs were being said, but because the word was coming forth and something had clicked in me that God did that for me. We just break out. We could be in the house. We could be in the store. We could be walking down the street, and we just begin to give God the praise because there's no shame. When his word said, you be ashamed of me before people, I will be ashamed of you before my father. But we was not. That's the family we come from. We was not ashamed. And my mom and my aunties and my family I realized they were candlesticks because, see, one time I went with a friend of mine. We needed some money for a trip for school. This is the sidebar again. And um, my mom had already uh, got the money my sister Cecilia needed, and she was going to come up with the money I needed, however it worked, because see, we had our mom and our dad in the house, 
and they had worked together to make sure we got what we needed. And uh, I had paid for my trip. My friend, I don't want to say her name because I don't want to embarrass nobody. I let anybody and everybody tell their own testimony. But she said, come go with me so I can get the money for my mom to pay for my trip for tomorrow. And I said, okay. Not thinking now. I'm walking with the wayside, the rock, and the thorn, not realizing I wasn't walking with good ground. I decided I'm going to go with her. We're going to go for lunch and come back to school. We we snuck off of school, okay? Uh Uh-huh, that's another story. But anyway, we uh, went to get the money from my mom, and when I realized where we were going, I said, girl, I live down there. On Walnut, I said, we going, we was going on St. Louis and Lake. It was a little neighborhood tavern on the corner. I said, I can't go in there. I said, I got to wait out here. So she said, okay. I said, girl, my, my, my daddy may be up in there. His friends, they see me, they going to tell. She said, okay, okay. She went in there to get her mom the money from her. And I was, I was like, she's taking too long. We got to get back to school. You know, we ain't have no watching nothing there, but we could tell by the way the L's ran down Lake Street, what time it was. And the way the sun was in the sky. See, back then, we had to use what we had. See, that's when we got lost at in the world. Anyway, I decided to stick my head in and go in there to see what she had. So I go in and I call her name. I said, girl, we got to go. And the bartender looked up. He said, hey, I look. Ain't you Mr. Kaiser's daughter? I said, yeah, 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 yes, sir. He said, you better get up out of here. He said, oh, your daddy come around here and see you? He said, I don't want no problem. You know, he already knew the problem I would have, but he was telling me he didn't want no problem. Because first thing, my daddy be like, what's she doing up here? Anyway, I said to her, let's go. And I noticed she was down at the end of the bar. So me being me, nosy, I walked to the end of the bar to see what's taking her so long. I figured maybe her mama getting something out of her purse or getting something out of her shoe or boot or purse, whatever. Her mama laying on the floor now, but my job, it's early in the morning. She on the floor drunk already. I looked down there. I looked at my friend. Then I looked down there. I said, oh, no. We, I got up out of there. When she came out, I, I, I didn't get the money from her. I don't even care about the money. I say, don't you ever in your life again talk about my mama being a holy roller, long skirt, long dress wearing. This is that I said from this day forth. I had enough sense to remember back then in that time that it was a blessing to be a child of a sanctified parent. And I said all I have to say is that because I was raised a certain way, I tried to go another way. Because I was raised a certain way, I tried to, how they say, um, live the way of the world. The Bible say we are in this world but not a part of this world and come from among them. And I just looked and I realized then that there was no reason for me to be living like this. Even though I was younger and I wanted to be able to have fun because, see, we consider ourselves not having fun because all we knew was school, church, home, in that order. School, church, home, in that order. School, church, 
home. Oh, yeah, yeah, and family gathering. That's all we do. But one thing I tell you to this day, because I thank God that he said in his word, oh, ye backsliders. I am married to the backsliders. Because he said in his word that he would love me. He would forgive me. He would protect me. He would do everything that I need him to do as long as I stay focused, stay on assignment. After I repent, see, the key part of the whole thing is after I repent. I said all that to say tonight, we're so busy looking at what's on the social media. We're so busy talking about, trying to hear about, trying to see what somebody else is saying. Well, you know, they said, Cat Williams said this, and they said, P. Diddy said that, and they said, 50 Cent said this, and they said, Monique said that, and they said, Haji J.P. said this, and Oprah said that, and Tyler Pitt. We're so busy saying what everybody else says. I said, God, help me to block my ears because the only thing I should be saying, Jesus said, the word said. I'm trying to tell you the good news, not the social media news, not the worldly news. I'm trying to say we're so busy looking at everything on social media and looking at and listening to everything that people are saying about social media and what they're saying on social media, we're forgetting to tell what the Word of God says. When I think about what I said earlier, when we were younger, we didn't have cell phones and pagers and uh, stuff like that. Some of us, most of us, I'm going to tell you, 9 out of 10, if it was 10 of us in a crowd, Maybe somebody had a watch. Maybe. We didn't even have watches. But because of the way the trains, that's the L, and the buses ran, and the way the sun set in the sky at certain times, we could tell what time it was and the way the street lights came on. Time it was. See, that's when life was, we could just say, I could say for myself, because that's when I grew up, was simpler. Mm-hmm. When we heard gunfire, it was on New Year's Eve, if they had bullets. When we had pop, we, uh, a 4th of July, it was firecrackers, see. But now, hmm. when we don't hear, we we looking out the window outside, it's, what's going on? Like this morning, it was so, I looked out the window with the snow, with nobody walking the street. Matter of fact, when nobody even driving down the street. We're not there six thirty in the morning making sure the sidewalk not me now, I didn't do it. Somebody else did it for me. Making sure the sidewalks and the stairs was clear. clear. I just want y'all to know. I didn't do it. Um anyway, nobody was outside. And we got ring doorbells and we got cameras for this, we got cameras in the car. 
We got cameras in the front of the house, back of the house, in the house, around everywhere. Cameras, cameras on our phones. Everything is a photo moment. People, we better start photographing and hiding God's word in our heart that we don't sin against him. We got to start sowing the seed of God's word into our loved ones so that they don't sin against them. We got to start staying focused on what's really going on around us and for the serious instead of looking at what somebody said, they doing this, they doing that. You know, growing up, we heard stuff about Bill Cosby growing up. We heard stuff about Hollywood and all this stuff growing up. This stuff ain't new. We heard stuff about Las Vegas growing up. This stuff ain't new. We heard stuff about certain lifestyles. This stuff ain't new. My mom always said, birds of a feather flock together. If you're not doing it now, keep hanging around. Keep hanging around, you're going to do it. But I pray to God that you all get rescued from that lifestyle. I thank God that no matter how far I went, I didn't go so far away, I didn't know to call on the name of the Lord. When I got saved, I was having a time of my life. When I was at a I was at a party and I was on the floor dancing, having a good time. And I heard the Spirit of God talk to me. The Spirit of God embraced me and say, This is not you. This is not what I have for you. And I remember, you know, you tell a person, I'm tired, I'm gonna go sit down and I went and sat down and I was looking at people. I never was a drinker, you know. I tried coolers and stuff like that, but I never was a drinker. And I remember sitting there, drinking some water, and I said, in my heart and in my mind, I said, Lord, change my attitude. I said, God, I forgive you. Because the seeds that had been sown into my life, through my family, through my mom, through our church, I, I remember as a little girl, I had some family members looking in a little early. I hope they're still on the line. I remember going to Corinthians, Church of Corinthians on the west side of Chicago, on Washington and Holman. I remember as a little girl going to that church. It was a, To me, it was a big church. I was a little baby, little kid. I think I was about three, four years old. They used to have beauty contests in the church, and I remember that, and I, I remember going from there to Mission Way Church of God in Christ. I remember us going into a basement of a building. I think it was 69th Street or 63rd, but I remember that. And from there, I remember going to Mission Way Church of God in Christ on 69th and Union, uh, 7-Eleven, but 69th Street. I believe that's the address because... That was where I fell in love with the Lord. That is where God's word started getting in me, even though I started trying to be a part of the world. But I, I still know. In my mama house, I don't care how we went out, how late we stayed, where we went. Well, you was getting up going to church. We could have just came in the house. 
and she would purposely let us sit down and relax and say, get up, get dressed, let's go to church. I don't want to go. I didn't ask you what you want to do. I said, get up, get dressed. Matter of fact, just let's go. She would make us go in whatever we had on. My mama didn't play. I thank God for that. Even when I got older and I thought, okay, I'm grown now. I can do this, do that. Uh-uh. See, when God is on the inside of you, there's something down in you. That's when you know that seed had been planted in good ground because it's not so much God is married to the backslider. You won't let God go. You They go crawling, stretching, doing plying, do whatever you have to do to get back. God changed my appetite. Lord, I thank you for changing my appetite. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for sanctifying me. I thank you for filling me with the Holy Ghost. God, I thank you for giving me an urge in my spirit that I want more of you even the more. My 2024 resolution is pray, pray, pray. God, let my faith fail me not. God, let me, I want to hold on to you. God, I want to know you even the more. Jesus, mm, I thank you. The blood of Jesus over my house, the blood of Jesus over my life. I don't care what it looks like, sound like, smell like, act like. I want Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. I thank you all for listening on tonight. If you're looking at this live or a replay, will you see it, please share it. I, I was just wanted you all to know that God is the source. What ground are you going to be? Are you going to be the rock? Are you going to be the wayside? Are you going to just be dirt on top of the ground and wither away? What are you going to be? I want to be good ground. I pray to God that somebody heard something I have to say on tonight, and I pray to God that somebody was blessed. The lines on a blog talk is open. If anybody have a comment, please say so now. The lines are open. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God for him changing our appetite and for him changing us and transforming us into what he has always wanted us to be. I, I just thank God. He is so faithful. Thank you, woman of God. Thank you so much, Apostle. Is there anyone else at this time? Okay, thank you all again. I want you all to know that we have this ministry that's presented on tonight. It's called Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, www, World Wide Web, Blog Talk, as well as on Facebook Live. Um, we're here every Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you come back next Friday, I will be here sharing with you all what God has given me. If you come back this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, my sister, Apostle, Elect Dr. Celia Kaiser, will share with you what God has put in her heart. So if you're on your way to church or home from church or on your way to work or coming home from work, please tune in at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you come back on Monday evening at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 
9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear our very own evangelist, Tony Montgomery, and her husband, Ron Montgomery. They will be ministering to us on this Monday. If you come back next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear me just talking with you uh, wisdom, some things that God has shared with me and showed me throughout the week or week before or what's coming up. Uh, just come kick it with me on Wednesday for Wisdom Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're ever watching me on live, uh, whether it's a Wednesday or Friday night and you would like to come in and share the screen with me, please do so, but make sure you're coming on with the Word of God because just like I'm going to try to find it and get it over to you, I want you to have the Word of God to back it up. I don't want to debate. I believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, the only living Son of God. If that's not your belief, please don't play on my line because I will take it personal. I will take it personal. So, with that being said, I want you all to know that Pastor Linda Handy has a prayer line. Her line is 605-313-4818. Her prayer line is 605-313-4818. Her access code is 647-147. You have Sister Carmen has a prayer line at 605-313-4284, 605-313-4284. Her access code is 528-267, 528-267. My cousin, Reverend Festus Johnson, Jr., yes, FJJ, Festus Johnson, Jr., has a text line. You can text in your prayer. To 331-244-0079, 331-244-0079. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So I want you all to just keep, keep in mind, God has people to minister in every and all kind of way. Some people are elegant speakers. Some are what you would call a motivational speaker. Some are people like me that would just talk to you like I talk. Because, see, he said every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. He's king of king and lord of lords. That there would not be an excuse. You can't say, well, I didn't know what that word meant. I didn't understand the language. No, no, no. You're not going to have that. He has people to speak in other languages. There's going to be no excuse. I want to say to you all, we have to stay focused. We have to be like the sower. We have to be excited. We have to be like the ones that when they first got saved, that's the ones that the seed fell on the rocks when they first got saved. They fell away, but they were excited when they first got saved. The thorns is the ones that they go back. You know, they got to go back because you can't stand among the righteous. You can't stand among the congregation of of God. You can't be the wayside. Oh, I heard it was 
I don't need them now. I'll talk to them later when I need them. Mm-mm. You can't be that. You've got to be good ground. You've got to have that word. Let it take root inside you. Let it grow. Therefore, you can apply the word when you need to hear the word because sometimes the word that God is just say, don't say a word. Just embrace. Just pray for and let it be. Come to trust God. So with that being said, I pray that somebody heard something tonight, God. I pray that those that's on their way home, or those that's even going out and about, God, you change their appetite. Minister to them. Send their angels to minister to them, God. Let them see what you are about. Let them see who you are so they will want to know about you, God. Let them desire you even the more. God, minister to them in their sleep. Minister to them in their daydream. God, minister to them with signs on the street. Let them see posters. Let them see something. Whether it's on the streets or on Facebook, let them see something, God. Whatever media they're using, let them see something that talks about the goodness of the Lord. God, we thank you for your word on tonight. We thank you for your presence on tonight. God, we thank you for being God every day, all day in our life. Let them get sweet rest on tonight. Let them rest in your glory. Let them rest praising you on their lips. Let them rest asking you to forgive them of their sins, oh God. Repenting before you. God, help them change their desires. I pray everyone in my family, old, young, new, and on their way, under Holy Ghost arrest. The backsliders. Come back to the Lord while you yet can. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everyone.